Hey, welcome to another mile post here on the V-Twin Life. V-Twin Life is brought to you by a few great companies. One being Crash Inc. Clothing. You can find them out of Oregon. Great company, specialized in clothes, doing work on bikes now. You can check them out at CrashInClothing.com. They got a lot of great stuff. Hey, head on over there. Maybe they got something you like. And we can't forget, wild ass. You like pounding miles, you like riding, you want to be in comfort. Hey, maybe strap a wild ass under your ass and ride with an air cushion and be comfortable for hours. And can't forget Custom Dynamics, leading the industry in lighting LED technology. Man, these guys got some great stuff. So head on over to Custom Dynamics and check it out. Now, let's get to another mile post of the V-Twin Life. Hey, what is up, everybody? Happy New Year. Come to you with Milepost 87, the first of 2023. Crazy. So now we got Mandy and Chad Ingvalson. I think I got it right. These guys, you know, they love riding, doing a lot of great stuff. Also have found Mile Monsters and, you know, they're a husband and wife. They just enjoy the road and have a passion for life on two wheels. So it's like, hey, this is perfect because this is the kind of stories I love to share and and meet more people and we got a lot of common friends and became facebook friends and now we finally got them on the v-twin life got them here before craig got them <laughs> craig's in the side chat i had to get him <laughs> so welcome guys thanks for uh for wanting to come on and, and tell some stories and you know share your adventures and how you found motorcycles thanks for inviting thanks. us so, so when did you guys start riding i mean you can go one at a time or however you like you know when did you find life on two wheels if you want to go first, you've been riding longer than me. Um, well, I started as a kid at my grandparents' farm um, on an old Suzuki Trail 90 and then uh, other stuff here and there. And then in 2012, we bought uh, uh, a limited, ultra limited, and been going since. So you still got the same one? Uh, no. We, I traded, we got rid of that one and then got a 14. And then Mandy rides a 14 streak like. Ah, the good twin cams. Yeah. So I didn't start until I was 36. So I had rode on the back with Chad just a few times and then had told him that I decided I wanted to learn how to ride. And his comment was, you are riding. You mean you want to learn how to drive? So, uh, yeah, I started that. And what was it, the next day? Yeah. So the next day he bought me a 2004 Road King. Five. Or five. Nice. I had never been on a motorcycle before to ride. So it was <laughs> kind of um, a little bit scary, but I, what was the, I, we bought a dirt bike and we started with that to teach me how to, the clutch, the brake mm -hmm. balance, all of that fun stuff. And, um, we went out riding the dirt bike and I think I hit way too many trees and told him that it really wasn't for me. And um, so then it was like, oh, I'll worry about the street bike. So I went and took my class, had my permit, and then kind of went from there. Nice. So, you know, kind of how long did it take you to get comfortable before you, you know, kind of started some little longer adventures, you know, like full day rides or whatnot, you know, that take a little while to get comfortable to the road? Yeah. Um, so after I passed my permit test, I hadn't even taken the class yet. 
Chad put me on the Road King at his mom's house. And he's like, I just want you to sit on it and get used to the clutch and the brake. And what is it? The, um, to get used to just engage the, the engagement, friction point. the friction point. So I'm like, okay. So I do it just a few times, let the clutch out and her driveway is sand. And so off I went and I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> and he's like, pull the clutch in. So of course I'm pulling the clutch in and I'm whiskey throttle in it. And the bike just goes like this. He comes running over and he's like, and I look at him and I'm like, I've got it. And the bike's tipping like this. <laughs> and I ride the bat the bike back up again and I'm just shaking, of course. And he's like, Are you okay? I'm like, Yeah, I'm fine, but I don't want to do this again until I take my class. So I went and took the class. And then um I think that that weekend after I got home, we got the bike out and I sat there for a while in the driveway and I cried because <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I mean, yeah, I'd taken the class and I'd passed the class and no issues at all, but I sat there and he told me, I'll sit here as long as you want me to sit here with you. And so even thinking about it, it's just kind of like, oh, but we get to the end of the driveway and I sat there again and I'm bawling. And I, just I just told her we'll idle out tanks of gas till you're ready. doesn't matter. Yeah. Just getting comfortable and just understanding, you know, the, the fundamental skills of it and it all just will, you know, comes together. I mean, obviously you did cause you've been riding for a while now. Yep. Yeah. It was, I don't even think we sat there for probably five minutes and I'm like, I have to do this. I can't sit here all day. And off we went. And I think that first ride was probably 50 miles maybe. And we rode and we came home and we just kept going. And it was just little trips, little trips. And then I think probably three weeks later. Yeah. Um, what was that one? And the Sioux Falls. Yep. And then from there, that's three from our third one way. So when did you kind did of really feel again? that the bugs sunk in and that you really liked it, that you were really enjoying it? Yeah, I I did. Um, I I would get a little nervous, and especially right before the ride, I have horrible anxiety, and it was like I will analyze everything. So if we have to go somewhere, I want to know where it is and how I'm going to pull in and how I'm going to get the bike in and all of it. And so that first trip to Sioux Falls was kind of that breaker. I think we hit every, I think that was the trip that we hit that horrible rainstorm yep. and we got stuck under our awning and it was hail and flooding. And so we kind of hit that first bad weather and then we hit hail and rain on the way home too. So it seemed like every time we took a trip, there was something that happened. And, you know, all part of the adventure, the little things that go wrong, I mean, it can be frustrating in those moments, but I think, you know, a lot of things, once you get by, you look back and you can kind of chuckle and say, okay, you know, we've learned that we've gone from there. Now, you know, we move on and it, it some things suck at the moment, but you know, when you can look back and laugh at them, once you're, you know, back down the road or whatever the scenarios are, it's just, you know, Bill's part of the adventure and the fun and the stories that you get out of it. 
Yeah. I never knew that rain could hurt so bad because you're like this, you know, it's just downpouring and no church that we could find or place to even stop had any shelter. So I think that trip home, we stood under some building with an easement that where the three of us could all, four of us could mm -hmm. all stand underneath of it. You're standing in there shrubbery. <laughs> I think one of the worst, I remember getting caught in a hailstorm and I only, I was wearing a half helmet and sitting there riding with my arm up over my face because the hail smacking me in the face and it's like, this sucks. And, you know, you, you get through it and like I said, you know, you can laugh about it later. It's like, you know, the little lessons learned of whatnot. It's like, you know, sure that for that, it's like, screw this. I got, you know, I went to the full face, back to a full face and then with the modular helmet. And I love my modular and. There are things, especially, you know, this time of year, it's so much nicer. You know, your face stays warmer. And I, I didn't the only switch, way I like to ride. I didn't switch to a full face until this year. And I am questioning myself why I rode for so many years without a full face. Understandable. I mean, it just kind of shuts off everything inside, too. Yeah, I'm. And I was the same way. I rode with a half helmet for 20 plus years. And then finally, you know, last year I went, is when I went to the modular and I love it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's nicer times, you know, it's warm. You can, you know, just flip the whole front up for whatnot. And then, but having that, being able to have that weather protection also when you need it is, is really nice. And plus this year, you know, my wife and I, we went to the Lexan mm -hmm. commune. So you can sit there and talk even, you know, my son was using on our trip and it's just, it's really nice. I really enjoy it. We went with those two. What did we go with? Oh, I'm drawing a blank. Senos? I know there's Senos, Cardos. I can't remember what it is, though. Yeah. Yes. Yep, it was the Senos that we went with. And it's nice to actually have that system because if... I just stop. I can actually tell him instead of having to get up on him and wave frantically at whatever and to get pulled over. And you're always oh, screaming the, over the bike too. Hey. <laughs> well, it's, I can remember like when Hayden was with me because he just got his Yamaha when we rode to South Dakota last summer. And we were in some areas of eastern Montana going into Wyoming. We we're hitting some serious headwinds and couple times he's like hey dad my gas light's already on you know we'd only gone 90 miles he's got a 4.9 gallon tank but we had some of those areas such such a headwind i don't know if maybe elevation played into it but there's a couple fuel stops that it just his mileage went down the drain and it's nice to be able to have that you know be able to communicate instead of trying to like i said catch up you know hand signals and and whatnot so it, they do make it really nice especially being able to communicate and talk back and forth or whatever you want Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chad likes to sing. I like to talk <laughs> to myself. So you kind of got to make sure that your systems are off <laughs> or <laughs> else there's probably things that I'm cussing at that he shouldn't hear or, you know. <laughs> hey, thanks, Honor. Yes, we got so, the, uh, the Gavin Strong. Oh, let's go this way. There we go. Gavin Strong tonight. Um, so it looks like Rand Bender, did you find yourself flesh anxious on open roads versus in town? Um, no, 
We stayed in town for a couple weeks is all and then hit hit the interstate. The the last two years probably have been my best writing to where I don't get that anxious feeling anymore of oh my gosh, what's gonna happen? But I've had a lot of stuff happen to me. Chad even says my first two trips writing, I've had more situations happen to me than he has in all the years that he's been writing. I mean, I've had two by four a piece of plywood come out. I had a lady oh, back into me in the Walmart parking lot and not even know that I that she hit me. Um and come then on. um just weather. Yeah, weather. And those the the plywood and the lady hitting her was all on the same trip. Holy cow. I can imagine a piece of plywood coming out and going down the road. That would yeah, so you lurk I think that's enough to scare anybody. You kind of go like this. <laughs> it, it wasn't like it wasn't like Matt, you know, I mean no, it was just a just a small piece, but I mean it was still enough it caught her right in the front tire and she mowed right over it and on we went. And then that that trip, uh that old five was a cool bike. Um that's the one also we had to have it uh towed in to Sioux Falls and have the rear tire retrude. The spokes came loose. So oh, shoot. that was that was interesting to watch. So, I couldn't watch that anymore. So I just told her to pull over and we got into Rapid City and I think it was was when Sturgis was just getting ready to start, but we kind of missed it. We went to Wyoming and then we were headed back and we stopped in Rapid and stayed, but we got back on the highway and my bike kind of felt loose. And Chad always kind of explained it to me because he he's got a bigger or a faster boat that he drives. And he says, you can always fill it in your seat. Mm -hmm. And so my bike kind of felt like it was doing this. And I told him, pull over. And he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, it just feels weird. So he went and wrote it. And he's like, well, I don't know what you're feeling. And so we got back on again and we went again and he checked tire pressure. He checked everything. And I think he, he went out and he said he rode it at a hundred and didn't feel it. So we got back on the interstate again and just kept going. And he was behind me and it just kept, I split and I was even down to like 40 and it was just doing this on me. And so um, we pulled over and we called Sioux Falls, Harley Davidson. And then they had asked, you know, check your spokes, right? Yep. And almost every single one of them was loose. Holy cow. So they yeah, pulled us in and they the called. Highway. Yeah. It was yeah. horrible. I mean, and following behind her, it was horrible to watch because it was literally tracking. Like you could see the front tire straight and you could watch the, back, the ass in track and see the front tire. And see, I mean, it, it was, it was horrible. Jesus. So I'd had enough of that pulled over. They called someone in on a Saturday and uh, he came in, trued the wheel and off we went. Yeah. And that takes a little while, especially with spokes. I had a friend that, I mean, he'd lace up some, you know, dirt bike wheels and I've seen it done and that's time consuming. It takes a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They had a good food truck. Yeah. Great food truck. <laughs> <laughs> we sat there for a really long time until they fixed it and then got back on the road and got home. But that was, quite the experience i told him i don't know if i'll ever ride anything that has a those kind of wheels again yeah i like 
I like the wagon wheels. I mean, I've never been a big fan of spoked wheels. Also in the aspect of, you know, when it comes to cleaning and, and washing it, that's, oh, they can be very time consuming, especially to upkeep and, you know, keep them all clean just on the, you know, that side of it, let alone the maintenance of going through, you know, six months, eight months just to go through and check all your spokes, make sure they're not coming loose. And I've just never been a big fan for my style. It's just, yeah, I pass on those. Yeah, I it it was it was sketchy, that's for sure. But after that, so I mean they... it was and I would get what's that? No, go ahead. Um, I think after that trip was kind of when I went, you know, I was I was ready for because I would, would always complain that I was tired. And of course he was never tired because he had the ultra. And he was, you know, had the fairing and all the, but I'm fighting the whole, I got a windshield, you know? So then it was kind of like, I was ready for that upgrade of the speakers and the fairing and something that rode, I loved that road King, but I, I love my straight. Oh, I bet they're beautiful bikes. So when do you think you got the bug where you really knew that you really enjoyed traveling? You wanted to, you know, go a little farther, go a little more. We started out from the beginning. I mean, it was, I mean, because we had traveled. I mean, every year we went down to Missouri and it was, I mean, there was a couple of years we didn't write a whole lot. Mm -hmm. But last year we rode a lot. Um, the last two years we've really rode quite a bit. I mean, we're by no means those long distance riders. Heck, we're happy sometimes in six months if we can get 5,000 miles in. Well, and that on those, I mean, everybody's life scenarios are different. And, you know, it's and same with, you know, I've read posts and, you know, being in some of the long distance rider groups. I and mean, a long distance ride is different to every person. It, it doesn't mean the same thing to everybody. So, you know, all of us have our strength and weaknesses, so to speak, of, you know, how long we can ride it and how far they like to go. And it's one of those things to each their own. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, sometimes it's fun to push yourself and challenge yourself. Okay, you know, can I get this far? Well, I don't know. Let's see what I can do. And it's fun. I mean, but I mean, yeah. by no means, I mean, I've, I haven't ridden as far as, you know, a lot of people. I mean, you know, you got the, the bun burner gold guys that are doing 1500 plus and under 24 hours. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I even got that in me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a goal. I want to try it. Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, what's the worst case that's going to happen? You're going to fall short. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'll just well, get another saddle. Know, at least I tried. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think I knew she'd be a good writer. Uh, a little bit longer distance that trip to wyoming which was our second trip we drove from brainerd to chamberlain south dakota got a motel room and then she turned around and said that she wanted to uh be at her sister's house the next day which was like 575 miles so we finished that off pretty quick sorry it was cold off had to throw some wood to fire <laughs> He bailed. <laughs> Bye. I'm here. I was still listening. <laughs> yeah, that's how the fire I mean, was getting low. Because it's cold. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, we woke up that morning and I was I, I looked at the map and I'm like, we we can make it to my sister's. And I think it was almost 600 miles. Yep. And and we did. We did. It wasn't a whole lot of stops, but I and I think we pulled in at dark. Mm -hmm. So what's the longest that you've gone so far? Well, my thousand and yep. that I did this year. So I did um, the 1,116 oh, in, nice. 18, in 18 hours. That's good. Yeah, I got off track. I wasn't happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, my GPS tells me that I went through some river. I'm not even quite sure where I went, but I got off course somewhere. So it was... I did my thousand. I hit my thousand at 16 hours and a minute. Dang. I know the last one I did last summer, we got caught in some road construction deals and it was 20.5 for a thousand 17 miles. That was a long day. And well, and I did that one by myself. So that was the first actual long ride that I did by myself. And I just, I wanted, and Chad even asked, do you want anybody to go with you? And I told him, no, I want to do this by myself. And that was just kind of one of those goals that I had of to be able to do it. And, and I did. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So is that up through Minnesota? Nope. I rode, so I left um, home and I went down to Texas. Oh, okay. So my end point was Dallas. And so I made it down there. Chad and Philip were down there for a tournament and I met them down there. And then two days later, I rode down to go see Gavin. Oh, that's awesome. Mm hmm. Yep. And that, I honestly feel like anywhere in Texas takes forever to get anywhere. <laughs> Because I know Jessica told me, oh, it's like, I don't even remember how many hours she, or miles. And I'm like, oh, 250 miles, I think is what it was. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll see you in like three hours. And it was like six hours later, I finally pulled in. I'm like, holy crap, it takes forever to get anywhere here. It's a huge state. I mean, yeah. I, I want to get there and visit, you know, and go down there and see it. I've never been that far, but it is huge. Mm -hmm. Michael was telling me... Um, to go look at all, because I want to do right all of the scenic byways here in Minnesota this year. Mm -hmm. And so he told me, look up all of the scenic byways in Texas. So I went and I looked up all of those. And then Kimberly, I think, told me that the shortest one there, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, anybody in Texas, that the shortest one is like 600 miles. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a lot of them, too. Yeah, there's a lot. You'll have to look it up. It's crazy. I will. That's kind of interesting. That'd be really neat. Mm-hmm. I might even have to look that up for Washington to see how many there are up here. I know there's a few of them here on the on the peninsula alone. Yeah, Minnesota's got them, and I think there's maybe 10, 15, I think. But they're short. They're not very long. We could probably do it in a couple of days. Spikles are just over 600. Yeah. And that's the shortest one, correct? Holy cow. 
Yeah. So how'd you find Mile Monsters? Go ahead. Craig. Oh, the Craig. Craig Johnson Memorial Ride. Yeah, we were on Craig's Memorial Ride. And Riot came out to ride it with, um, and that's how we met him. Oh, okay. And so we, after we were done with the ride, we sat around and visited with him for a while. And that's where we kind of got to know it. But then more when Hokahei, because we had met up with Craig there and got to meet more people with the monsters and then got more involved with it that way. It's amazing how, how much it's grown. I mean, I was fortunate to, you know, meet right through doing this a year and a half ago. Cause he was on one kind of early in the beginning and actually through having Craig on Craig actually introduced me to him. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. I remember he was talking about starting it back then and just to see the growth of, of what he's built and, you know, the, the community around him that has rallied and supported it and, and everything that he's done. It's just freaking awesome. Yeah. Yep. He's built quite the team. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. And so it's, what kind of plans? It's cool to be part of that team. I mean, that oh, was absolutely. Just, I agree. Yep. And that was when I did my Ride 1K. Um, I, I knew that that's what I wanted to do my ride for was for the boys. Mm-hmm. So, and I was, I did good. I raised $4,600 for them and I was super proud of that. That is super awesome. Mm-hmm. So what do you got plans for, you know, rides this year? You guys have anything you're kind of looking forward to or penciled in already? Uh, yeah, we've got a couple of rides with Craig that we're doing. Um, I have my day for the Monsters 100 and I'm doing that on June 4th. Um, I kind of have my route planned out a little bit and i believe uh, my middle son's gonna ride that with me oh that's um, awesome chad and philip unfortunately i want it i'm trying to figure out how i can be to both places philip has a jiu-jitsu tournament in california so that Ooh. that weekend that i picked so it's trying to figure out if i can fly out quick and then come back and do my thousand miles for the monsters yes yeah, so you're like two weeks before me then i'm see i'm the 17th of june Okay. Yeah. I'm hoping it's warm. I picked a June 4th in Minnesota. You can't really be colder than when you left in October. So Yeah. When I left in October, <laughs> what was it when I left in October? Um, high 20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cold. It was cold. Especially, yeah, you get the wind chill and you're, you know, from the highway and riding and yeah, it gets damn cold. I think my riding temperature was 15. I stopped and put an extra pair of socks on because that was my left foot was the only thing that kept getting cold. Now, since you guys are in Minnesota, do you you do heated gear or you just go without it? Just uh, kind of layer the, up. This is the first year that she well, what to do the 1K, she bought heated gear. But other than that, we just always layered up. That's what I've done. I, I haven't gone to the, the heat of gear yet. I've just always, you know, dress in layers and go for the best. I went with, um, I'm lucky I work for a power sports company, Brothers Motorsports in Brainerd. And so the accessory guy really helped me get my gear ordered, what would be the best for the ride. So I went with the Tour Master um, gear that's insulated plus has the um armor in it too Mm -hmm. 
And so I, I rode every day and it didn't matter what the temperature was. I rode so I could make sure that I was ready and how I was going to dress for the weather. And I hit rain in Minneapolis and then Iowa is where it got cold. And that's where it really, that started going, why are you doing this? And why did you pick this day? You know, <laughs> October 13th. <laughs> yeah. Getting into fall. Yeah. Yeah. But once it, and, but once I got into Southern Iowa, I actually had to start shedding gear because I was getting so hot. That's how it was up here. We had an Indian summer. I mean, it didn't really get cold until into once we got into November. Then it started getting wet and cold. But mm -hmm. we went from literally, you know, 70, 80 degrees. All of a sudden, two days later, it's like 40 and 30. It's like it like flipped a switch and ha, ha, falls here. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, yeah. damn, you're almost skipped fall and just went right from summer to winter. Yeah, I we leather, I mean, of course, but the bikes usually don't come out until we get a good rain because there's so much salt on the roads that we just don't like to have the bike out either. And see, we get that up here too. It's like without not so much a salt, but all the de-icer that they lay on the roads, it is so corrosive and same thing. You got to wait, you know, for a good rain to really clear the highway because that stuff will just eat your bike. And just destroys the aluminum and the chrome. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, that and get the sand off the corners and stuff too. Very true. So. Yeah, because we had that big cold snap with the snow up here. So the state was just layering the de-icer. But I mean, they did great on the highways around here until we got the freezing rain. Then that kind of foobar stuff. But mm -hmm. they did a great job trying to keep the highways the best they could. I mean, side roads was another story, but the main highways was well I mean but they were using the hell out of that de-icer and even like my new work truck i mean i was up there watching on the weekends just trying to get the stuff off and it's amazing just in a week's time how much it could foobar stuff the nice finish hopefully we um can ride i think we're going to be taking the bikes down the um i'm going to monster uh monsters day with gavin the end of the month mm-hmm and Chad's going to hopefully haul the bikes down and we can be able to ride while we're down there too for a little bit. Nice. You guys are going to stay down there for a little while? Yeah. Um, Just the weekend. Just the kind weekend. of a quick trip. Yeah. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Nope. Goals, I think we're just going to try and ride as much as we can. And we found some really cool roads this last summer too. We would just, we would just get up and go ride. And, um, the one ride that we did, um, I kind of, the GPS wasn't working real good. So while we were sitting at lunch, I sat and wrote directions down and then plastered them to my bike. So I kind of knew home without like the major byway to get home. And that was actually pretty cool to do it that way. So I'd like to do a couple more trips like that too. They're fun. You guys like enjoy like getting out for overnight adventures, you know, take off for like on a weekend or something, trying to pack stuff up and go or kind of more a lot of day rides. We're really good about the spur of the moment. Um, we did it this summer, too, where we're like, oh, let's go to Duluth. So we ran up to Duluth and we kept looking at the time. Yeah, we went for a burger and ended up at the border <laughs> of Canada. So we had nothing. I looked in my 
bag and I'm like, oh, I actually have a coat. But because once we hit Duluth, it started to get cool. Chad had a sweatshirt with him. We made it up to the border and I think probably found the last room that there was, had to go buy tooth, a toothbrush and toothpaste at the convenience store and spent the night and went home the next morning. So how far is that for you guys? I mean, you mean, is that a good at least half day, three quarters of a day to get all the way up to the border? Yeah, but it's, well, it's what, two and a half, I suppose about roughly two hours to Duluth. And then I don't know, probably maybe an hour and a half or so farther up from there, maybe roughly. So half day, maybe. Okay. So you guys enjoy, you know, kind of more or less riding back roads and kind of, you know, the the two lane highways or you enjoy just, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to get somewhere quicker at times you do the interstates or, you know, what's your guys' best way you enjoy riding? Either or I like, I like, uh, interstate just to, just as you can sit it and set it and forget it basically. And just rip. Yeah. So, but I mean, it, either or it doesn't both. I mean, if I, if we have a, you know, say it's going to Sturgis or Rapid City or whatever, I, I, I like to get there and get it done. And then, you know, I mean, there's so much stuff to do after you get to that, to your destination, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. No, yeah, I totally, you know, get then you saying. can ride all over, just get the, just get the crappy part out of the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I shouldn't say the crappy part, but you know, to uh, just get that that <laughs> initial yeah. drive out the way. Just get there and, and get well. And riding on, yeah, yeah, well, and like South Dakota riding. If anybody's rode through South Dakota on eighty, it's just a wind fest. I mean, right. so you're ninety, yeah. So you're getting bucked around like crazy, and when you get by those semis, it's fun. Yeah, but just riding Sideways out in Rapid City those. is. Mm-hmm. We love to ride out in Sturgis, though. That's probably one of our favorite places to go ride. That I agree. I'd never been there until this last summer, and it is absolutely beautiful. It, there's so much stuff. I mean, and I didn't mm-hmm. really get to see, even my wife, I didn't get to see as much as we wanted, but there's just, especially love history. I mean, I'd love to spend a day up in Deadwood and Keystone, but there's so much stuff, and it is just absolutely gorgeous roads. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, we always go through like Iron Mountain and then are like, OK, you want to go do it again? And then you turn around and then you go do it again. <laughs> That's Dylan Dwyer. You got to do it both ways. Yeah, Dylan. Dylan always tells us, yeah, you have to do it both ways. Oh, Iron Mountain Road was awesome. Actually, mm-hmm. I got my signs still. Nice. nice. <laughs> Springer Mike got yeah, it for me. I got the T-shirt. Was it the first year we went out there? We sat for what? An hour. Somebody made it all the way through, but didn't make the last corner. corner. Oh, shoot. So, I mean, does he actually get his sticker or his shirt if he didn't make it all the way through? Well, he probably should have (laughs) because somebody else took him out. (laughs) Oh, somebody took him out? Both directions stopped mm -hmm. that day. So, we tried both directions. Yeah, that was a fun road. Those the hot rods. We so want to go right back. Cool. Yeah, they are. 
Yeah. For sure. We want to ride the hot rods out there, but. Either you're not going to ride the next day because there's no suspension in those things at all. Oh, older bikes? A uh, couple hardtails. Oh, yeah. That would, yeah. That's a whole nother <laughs> lifestyle. I, They're fun. I had one built for her um, that started life as a Buell, a 94 Buell, and then uh, lowered it and hardtailed it and it's pretty okay. Oh, that's cool. Something did, different. Did you did you see that black and white picture that I posted with um, me on the hardtail? I'm not sure. I'll have to go back and I'll have to look. So these are one of those harebrained ideas that go on in Mandy's head frequently. And I'm like, oh, I want to take it out to BIR, which is the straight track. And I want to race it. <laughs> and so, of course, Chad's like, okay. And him and the boys get together and I practice on the ro my road. On a, on a closed course. Yeah. On a closed, <laughs> closed course. course. It <laughs> yeah. wasn't on my road. No, no. Closed course of Mexico, I believe. Yeah. And um, so we go out to the track. And the first one, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. None. She was right. Yeah, I was <laughs> no idea. <laughs> so, and it's Wednesday night. Bring what you, or what is it? Run what you brung. Run what you brung. So we get everything up there and I get checked. And it's funny because I'm like, I got my emergency pull switch thingy that I need on there and my helmet. And I think that's what all it's I kill need. Switch. The kill switch. <laughs> so we, and I pull up. And the guy's like, come on. And I'm like, I'm trying. So I get pulled up and he's like, good. And I moved just a little bit and red light. And I look at him, I'm like, what did I do? And he's like, just go. So <laughs> I went and then I came back around and they're like, well, how was that? And I'm like, fine, let's do it again. So you got to go back around and wait in line and I get up to the line and I'm sitting there <laughs> and I watch the light and I'm thinking that I'm some NHRA chick that's going to go fast on her motorcycle because <laughs> I watch it every Sunday. And the light went green and I let my clutch out and the bike went like this and I went in between the tree where the start is into the other lane. And if I would have been a second or two. All I can say is thank God for fast Honda Civics because she'd have got ran over. <laughs> fast Honda Civics. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was close. I mean, he was long, he was gone, but it was a good thing he was gone. Yep. I, I missed the tree. I didn't hit the tree. So they didn't have to fix that. I made it to the end and I'm like, yep. Yeah. I'm good, and I haven't been back. <laughs> <laughs> they might worry if they saw you come back. Oh, shit. She's back. Yeah, they probably would. <laughs> hey, this year she showed up with a headlight. Yeah, yeah, I actually had headlight this year. <laughs> but, it, I mean, it's fun. Those are the things that, oh, okay, I'll try it. 
Hey, why not? Give it a go and see what you think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. People tell me all the time I need to take the street glide out there. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I probably won't be out there again. I'll watch. <laughs> they are fun to watch. Yeah. We love them. I haven't seen it in person, but it would be fun. I enjoy sometimes watching it on TV and whatnot, but that would be cool in person. Mm-hmm. Yep. We love watching the motorcycles. I mean, used to go to the race. I mean, used to do the hill climbs and go to the motocross and that whatnot, but I've never done that the other side of it, you know, when it comes to, you know, drag race, whatnot on the street. I've done sand drags and dirt drags myself, but nothing on the road. I'd like to see the hill climbs. Oh, it's so much fun. I mean, it's been years and years since I've done it, but that was some amazing adrenaline rushes. I have a, I have a funny feeling now we'll just be preparing a street glide for longer pavement stuff so get some more goodies for it yes sir yeah yeah it needs more goodies <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's such a fun way to travel i mean mm -hmm. i always enjoy traveling by motorcycle and you the smells i mean everything's different when when you're on a bike you're not in a car it's yeah. just i don't know a, it's hard to explain for people who haven't done it, but I mean, when you you get out and you ride, you kind of can understand it, and it's just more personal. Mm -hmm. We've traveled from here to Wyoming a lot for a lot of years, and it's amazing um, traveling on the bikes, uh, how much more stuff you notice that you didn't notice when you were in the car. I can agree. Yeah. I can totally see That's that. Cool. Going so down the road like, take I you guys. So how long of a ride is that? From, from from where kind of to, where you guys are to where are you going in Wyoming? Uh, like around Rollins or Rock Springs, Wyoming. Okay, and it's like twelve hundred miles. So you split that up into two days, or well, we used we can to. do it in a day now. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Things are going to change a bit, I'm sure. Oh, and we have family that lives in Grand Junction, Colorado. So there's a really cool burrito truck there that I like. And so I'm sure there'll be a morning that we wake up and decide we want burritos and we'll be there the next morning. Colorado's another state I want to get down and venture through. That in Utah, I want to go through Zion Arches. I want to, you know, see some of the, the landscape of mm -hmm. southern Utah. Need to venture for Yeah, you'll like that. We want to take our side-by-sides out there, too. And is it Moab? Yep. And go out to Moab and go mm -hmm. there. Yeah, oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just need a bigger trailer to haul all the toys so I don't have to make decisions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mike's Utah's his favorite state. And yeah, wrench bender, Nick. The smells and the fresh flowers to the road kills. Yeah. <laughs> Chad, so we go down to chad's from down there and of course it's farm country <laughs> and and i'm always i mean it's so gross down there it's pigs and cows and it's just yeah horrible. especially in the, <laughs> in the summertime i know on with the heat yeah yep yeah when i was doing that 1k when i was going through iowa i'm like oh yep there's a pig farm. Yeah, it's horrible. 
Yeah, I'd especially in the summertime, you get some of those where it's 80 <laughs> and 90, 100 degrees out, and you go buy some of those dairy farms. Like, oh, my God. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Yep. The deer here are horrible. Yeah, you can usually tell when one's in the ditch. <laughs> Smell them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. No, we did. Um, and have you ever heard of the grotto? I know that's one of Hop's favorite places to go. I don't think so. The Grotto of Redemption. Yeah, the Grotto of Redemption. It's in Iowa. And so we ran down there for a, we did a day trip down there and back. And we got a little bit of a late start that day too. That was a, that was a test run for her 1K. And we rode down and back and it was 600 miles. We got dark. But both of us were like, we could still keep going. It was just a nice ride. That's fun when you, you know, it's, you get more comfortable with it and you can, you know, what used to be okay, you know, say just throwing 500 miles out. It's like, okay, this is kind of my limit. And then you start riding more and it's like, well, that wasn't that bad. You know, let's go another hundred and whatnot. And you, you just grow it. Can't think of the word I'm trying to think of, but it just becomes more comfortable and you can just, push yourself a little farther and just, be, mm-hmm. you know, feels fine and you're having fun. Yep. Yep. Well, and it's, it's comfort too. I mean, we protested, uh, <laughs> he can attest to this, but we protested putting a wild ass on. It's like, ah, we don't need that. We've, I just put a new seat on my bike yeah. and, or I've got this <laughs> on my bike, but once, once we put that wild out distance how we feel everything and i even sit on one um on at work on my work desk it's amazing the difference they make it honestly mm-hmm. is i took i've two contemplated of them taking me. mine on my work truck do it chad takes them on the airplane Smart. Those things yeah. are uncomfortable. <laughs> yep. I hope he ain't on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's a. Uh... Now we're losing you. It, it's definitely a useful tool. Oh, they Fine. are. are. I know when Hayden again? borrowed my. Yeah, you're back. Remember Hayden borrowed the one from my dad. He's like, do you think I have to give it back? (laughs) You got to talk to Champ on that. Not me. I'm out of this loop. Yeah. Every one of the kids have one now. So. Our boys ride too. Yeah. So, well, yeah, it's like my son Hayden and my younger one will, he will be soon. And even with Amy, it made a large difference for her, even on the back, because well, that she had longer legs and like riding, even lowering the rear floorboards on the road glide, it just put so much pressure on her tailbone where she'd get uncomfortable after an hour, you know, hour to two hours. And we put the wild ass on there too, and it made a big difference for her. My, uh, for my 1K, Craig told me he's, which one is it that I have? This, I think it's a saddleman, it's the smaller one that I have. Mm-hmm. And he said, take Chad's with you too, because you're going to want to switch that out after you get 
a couple hundred miles in. And I switched that out. Once I, I switched it to the bigger one, that completely changed my ride. I mean, it just almost like I honed in and went. And, and I didn't have any issues. I wasn't sore, nothing. Yeah. So. It... <laughs> yeah, Craig knows. <laughs> yeah, there. It's, it's crazy the difference it makes. I didn't think it would make that big a difference. Like, well, I've, you know, did a 1K before, you know, when I just had, you know, I have the Harley Touring seat. I'm like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll give it a shot. And yeah, once you once you spend time with one, it's like, I, you, it's like, fuck that. I ain't riding without it. Yep. No right. way. Yep. I even asked Chad to go get ours out of, because ours were on our bikes in storage. I'm like, can you please go get our seats out of there so I have it for my work desk at home? So I sit, I mean, I've got them on both desks, the bikes, everything. Yeah, I keep contemplating taking the one of them and just sorting them in my work truck and trying it out. I'm sure it'd be Try nice. It. I mean, my seat's not bad. I mean, fuck, shoot, I'm fortunate my work truck's brand new, but I'm sure to add more comfort, that's for sure. I mean, the wild ass in the air ride seat, it'd be, be riding on there. Yep. <laughs> so, what, you know, besides your, uh, you know, your monster day this year, you know, you guys got any other travel adventures you kind of got planned? Just the rides that we have, I don't think, no, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. It'll be just get up and go. We're really good at doing that. Yeah. We just get up and go. Just by the seat of your pants type deal. Spur of the moment, just go. Yeah. Yes, sir. Who plans? I try to sometimes, but <laughs> you never know. Sometimes yeah. it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Yep. Anytime you know, the, the we spur plan, of the moment ones are fun. Something comes up. Mm -hmm. We did that down to Missouri one time, and we hit some really horrible weather in southern Iowa. And there was a, our son let us know, like, this is the, this is, we're in Mo Montgomery, Missouri. And he got like, this is the, he goes, here's the break in the weather. You need to go. And so we hammered and took off. And she's like, oh, I think we can make it. She's so full of it it poured i mean man it was just flooding the roads it sucked we made her but man we were wet but that was a seat of the pants type deal too yeah i'm pretty sure i was having to uh lift my legs up because the water was so high on the bike and then when we pulled into the apartment he's like i don't know why we didn't stop and i'm like but we're here so why does it matter <laughs> Hey, Craig says you plan, so I don't know what you're talking about, your spur of the moment. Uh, uh, every once in a while, she is a spur <laughs> of the moment. Planning, yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's kind of where I ran into when I first started writing. I was the type of person that I needed to know where we're going, how long we're going to be there, what do I need to pack for? And he would just tell how, me, let's how, go. How do I pull into Vic and Jess's house? and because they live on a hill and how she was going to pull in to park and how she was going to roll the bike. I made myself it, sick over that one because I knew they lived on a hill and this was my first year of riding. And I sat the whole ride going, okay, we can't come in this way. We have to come in this way. Cause then I can know, I mean, yeah, it, it, I'm getting better, but 
Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it was only 1,200 miles to figure it out, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to overplan. Just wait. No, no, not at yeah, all. Or analyze. Yeah, I don't know if I'm just the only one that does it or if there's anybody that is just... I'm getting better to where I can just, okay, let's go. But, you know, the struggle's real. Hey, you only know, you know, do what you can do. And, and you know... You know your limitations and you know where you're at and you know your writing style so you know as you get more comfortable you, you'll figure it out and you know maybe you'll come up with new plans yeah so craig will i talked to him the other day and i'm like i need to practice u-turns he's like we'll practice them this summer and i'm like okay that makes me sick to my stomach <laughs> <laughs> he literally just, See, he just said it yeah, yeah. Yep. Turn your damn head. Yeah, if I would just turn my head. <laughs> Gotta look where you're going. Yep. Yeah. I want to do the, and Craig and I have talked about it, and we've both Chad and I have talked about it too, about taking that um, that advanced writers course. Mm hmm And I want to do that just to just to make it better. Oh, Craig I mean, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, like, trying to increase your knowledge and, you know, awareness and everything else. It's like watching some of those guys, they do those courses with the cones and mm -hmm. speed riding through them and some of the, you know, the, the police officer drills and some of the motor units do. It's freaking amazing. Yeah. Yep. During the winter, I try and watch like Ride Like a Pro. Have you ever watched him before? I'm not sure if I've watched his, no. Yeah, I like to watch his um and then other ones of course but yeah and craig said he does make a lot of u-turns he does mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and they're always left we're supposed to work on rights <laughs> right then left little couple figure eights yeah oh he did say we would be good at figure eights by the time he got done too perfect <laughs> and i'm not videoing it either <laughs> Well, maybe somebody else will. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave the comm system off on my helmet, too, because I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of swear words coming out of it. <laughs> Craig will be over in the bushes with the video camera with his GoPro. All right, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry Palladino or, yep, whoever that is. Yeah, is. Robert who I watch. Simmons. Yep. I've never watched that him. I'm not sure. What was nope. the other one Jerry Palladino? Yep, that's yep. Ride Like a Pro. Okay. Yep. Do you watch the other one? Yeah, Robert Simmons has good ones too. I might have seen, can't remember if it was his or not. But yeah, I mean, there's so many of them, different, you know, so many channels to watch and so much stuff. And I don't know, I, I have a lot of fun. I love watching the travel style documentaries, you know, on, on the motorcycles and. I really enjoy watching that stuff. It's a lot of fun. You know, you can kind of build that bucket list or even just see the other places and, and watching, you know, it's amazing. Some of these people's skills they have when it comes to editing their videos and everything they put together is unreal. Mm -hmm. I was going to say that, it's not, Craig. It's, it's Richard Simmons. I don't know. <laughs> no, he doesn't ride in shorts. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, this summer, I kind of, I went out on my pedal bike and 
practice figure eights too. Just on my pedal bike. That's a lot of work. I'm like, okay. Agreed. What's that? <laughs> Agreed. What did he It's say? a lot of work. It Well, it is, but I stayed close to home. I it didn't, didn't make any difference. She still doesn't do them. I did it like two and I was like, yeah, I did a U-turn and I didn't tip my bike over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too... Well, at least, you know, if you're on a bicycle, it's a lot easier to, you know, quickly get off when it goes bad. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's yeah, funny. be the boss of your motorcycle, I think. Yeah, I'm a boss until it comes to a U-turn. <laughs> hey, you just go at your pace, and, you know, if it's got to be a little wider, then you make the turn a little wider. Mm-hmm. Like, Chad does too, but I, we both try and practice something new every ride. So even, like, those slow speed, keep your feet up and just, as, as long as you can until you absolutely have to put your feet down. Yeah. You know, those, those different goals, you know, that we try and work on too. I think it kind of, I honestly have to say two, two years ago or three years ago, I rode my hot rod a lot. And, um, I think that kind of helped me be more comfortable on my street glide too, because it just rides so much smoother. Oh, I bet it does. I mean, absolutely. I mean, yeah, with a hardtail, it's that's a whole night and day difference from, you know, you're hopping on mm -hmm. anything that has some suspension as opposed to uh, mm -hmm. riding a hardtail where you're literally the suspension. Yep. And I need a football field to, tur to turn that one around because <laughs> it's kind of got the front end that goes out. Yeah, the, little... the front end's raked a bit. Oh, yes. Okay. So I know her, yeah, her the, riding's come a long way. A little bit more. Which is awesome. And, you know, it's you're enjoying it. You're having fun doing it. And to me, that's, you know, how I feel is the biggest reward. When you enjoy it, you have a lot of fun, and it keeps pushing. You want to do more and more, then, hey, why not? Have fun. Enjoy the ride. Mm hmm Yep. We love it. Yeah. There's no cooler than the baseballs. Um when I have Mandy and then both boys were riding together that's like really the coolest thing for me. Oh, I, I'd 100% agree with that. Yeah. You know, it's exciting just, to have you know, the boys. It is. I mean, I, I really enjoy the time where, you know, my dad, myself, and then my older son was riding. It'll be great. You know, hopefully next year, my younger son will get him on the road and, you know, all four of us riding together and, and the fun thing is, you know, my daughter loves it, too. I mean, there's been times where, I mean, she lives a couple hours away from me up in northern Puget Sound area. And I'd get a text on a Monday or Tuesday. Hey, Dad, it's supposed to be really nice this weekend. We should go for a ride. You know, come up on Saturday morning, pick me up. I'm like, All right. You know, twist my yeah. arm and go mm -hmm. for a ride. And she mm -hmm. lives, you know, there's some beautiful country up in the north sound area through the Skagit Valley. And you can get up to, the, you know, the North Cascades area, Woodby Island. And there's some just some great back roads and amazing scenery up there and it's a beautiful area to go ride and when she wants yeah, to go ride it's it. like shoot no problem yep oh dang all right yeah <laughs> yeah twist my arm yeah our youngest rode out with his boss to Sturgis this year and they did like the Bighorn Mountains and Bear Tooth Pass and I want to go right those two and I told dad I said instead of I mean I know Sturgis is fun and 
it's got so much riding, but I want to go ride over the Bighorns and Beartooth Path and stuff this year too. It would be fun to go do that. I'm looking to try and maybe do Beartooth this summer. The other fun one in Montana that I mean I've done, you know, a lot of people ride. It's popular as Lolo Pass out of Missoula. That takes okay. you down over the Bitterroots and then um, takes you down to the Panhandle of Idaho. That Lolo is a okay. beautiful ride too. It's like 99 mm -hmm. miles of twists and turns. Nice. Yeah, I love watching where people go. So I and I have a list of okay, I want to go here. It's like Hopper will post stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's close to us. That's a must go. Oh yeah, you see like his videos, and you know, go home, Ken, and mm -hmm. you know, K Solo, those guys, you know, hop me, and they're right everywhere. And it, you know, same way. Oh, that looks cool. You know, you make a little note of this place and these places, and it is fun. And you know, and that's whole part of this is building that bucket list of places that you know other people we're all in different parts of the country but mm -hmm. you build that bucket list of places you want to ride and and go see and you know we all have a different story and we all live in different places but we all share that common ground we have some cool stories to share and help everybody else learn you know where some cool places go i mean everybody talks about hey i want to ride europe i want to do switzerland or australia but it's like there's so much within our own border that it so many people i think they don't know until you know you whether you're watching stuff on youtube or or listening you know stories like these and you can learn that learn all these other places we have so much amazing back roads and in history and places you can see within our own borders that it could take forever to see a mm -hmm. lot of stuff within our one of our our own country yeah um you know i'm curious i'd like to hear like people that are on here too just what their favorite rides are in their areas too i mean we have some chad and i road uh, is it the was it is it the otter trail i can't remember what it was um it's a scenic byway here we've never rode it before and i told him i don't know how we've missed this but we just went a different way and rode that byway and it was beautiful otter tail otter tail yep otter tail scenic byway Oh, there's, and for us, like, you know, I can speak for Washington, one of the, you know, the hidden gems that so many people like, which is the North Cascade Highway. It's absolutely amazing. And so I know when uh, Springer Mike and Wrenchbender Nick, they're, they live in uh, Gillette, Wyoming, <clears throat> and they're coming up here this summer up to my place and kind of building them a route through Washington because they, they both love history. So we're going to kind of show them some cool places and back highways to get to take up over here. Then I'll meet them somewhere in the Northern Cascades area, mm -hmm. you know, bring them this way, but. You know, it's like they said, hey, you know, build us kind of a ride. What would be really cool if, you know, places we want to see. And, you know, kind of after getting to know them, it's like, hey, you know, not a problem. But it's like you said, we all live in cool places. So when you're traveling somewhere, it's really neat to be able to have that support within the community of people. You know, hey, I'm going through this area. What's something cool to see? You know, what's a great ride or, you know, cool roads yep. to go to adventure on? Mm-hmm. Yep. I know. um Springer Mike said the Big Bighorn Mountains are beautiful. I actually grew up in Wyoming, and during the summers, um, my grandpa would take us up on the Bighorns, and we would camp up there. And so even just him back when I was growing up, we would ride in the back of the camper on the way back down. And what is that? That's a, a steep grade, but it's just beautiful up there. Which part of White now? So, where's the city around the, the Bighorns? Uh, Gillette. So Gillette okay. and Lovell, 
and then Cody, and then okay. you'll go into Yellowstone. Oh, so kind of the, the northern part then of, is that the northern part of Wyoming? Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I went the other way, then I missed that, because I know when we left, we went to Gillette. It was just outside of Gillette. We headed south. Kind of think Did you we go down to, to Thermopolis? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, because if you went south, you probably went like... Well, it depends on how... Yeah, Thermopolis. Thermopolis, right. Lander, Riverton in there. The Wind River Canyons in Wyoming, is a, that's beautiful. Because, you know, we headed south. There too, going, that's... And um, we went through, like, central Wyoming because we headed for... Jackson also we headed down to Casper from Gillette that's where it was and then at Casper we headed west okay which where there was nothing yeah it's pretty there antelope and and no it's not it was not there was lots of oil derricks and a it ton is. of antelope it's north it is oh I'd say central yep. Wyoming no so, it wasn't so, it was it was so boring <laughs> yeah lots of it no well so remember when we talked the other day when I told you um, Gillette, you go down to, well, Hot Springs. Hot Springs over to where did we go? So one of these fun trips that we went on, we stopped in Hot Springs, South Dakota. Chad stopped to get, we stopped to get fuel. And he's like, how are you on fuel? I'm like, I'm good. I got three quarters of a tank. He's like, you're going to want to fill. I'm like, no, I'm good. You're going to want to. Uh, there's nope. nothing there <laughs> nothing i grew up there i should know that nothing there or, and, or should listen yeah or should listen we <laughs> made it to the rest area and it where is it torrington yeah we were headed to torrington and we're going and i look down and i'm like oh i am not gonna say anything yeah she's like i gotta get gas i'm like should have <laughs> you, you should have <laughs> yeah my light is on and that's what i told you i was watching the hoka hay when they hit rock springs and i kept going you guys better get gas there is no place anywhere to get gas in certain areas and i'm watching people and i'm like oh they're going to casper you better get gas in casper because you're not going to be able to get it anywhere else <laughs> See, that's why i like to travel here <laughs> with one of these little fuel reserve yeah. bottles it's a cheap sense of security yeah. in those yeah. moments of time. It's got a case, so it straps on my yeah, tour pack. Be... And... Yeah. Yep. Those will be added this year. <laughs> yeah, Lowbrow Customs has some nice ones. They, they have a little carrying case, so like I can, I'll strap it on my luggage rack and my tour pack, and it sits there. Or if I got my tour pack bag on, I have a, a Kimimoto tour pack bag. I'll strap it to the side of that and you know, fill it up, but... It is that cheap sense of security because, I mean, you never know. I mean, I've, I think I was telling you that when I did my first big trip down to Boise, you know, going through a country that I'm not familiar with, areas to my brother's house. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm going to get gas. Uh, it was between like La Grande and Ontario, Oregon. Get on Google. Hey, there's a Chevron station here. I'm going to get gas here. You know, kind of pinned it in my little thing because, you know, sometimes I'm going through areas I'm not familiar with all over over plan on you know google maps okay 150 miles i want to start looking for fuel so this place comes up okay cool i'm gonna stop here and we pull in there 
and the fuel station was still under construction. It wasn't even built yet. I'm like, oh, well, this really fucking sucks. It's like 20 miles, I think, or so to Ontario, and we pulled back out on the highway. And as soon as I pulled them back onto the interstate, gas light came on. And I think like four miles later, I was out of gas. So, well, I guess we'll just sit here. But luckily, my wife and kids were behind me in the trucks. We were going down for the boys were playing baseball in Idaho. And so they went down to Ontario, you know, got a gas can and came back and got me some fuel. But it's like, shit, you know, can't believe everything on Google, especially fuel no, stations. I've had to save Chad a few times. On the hot rod. Yeah, the hot rod. Yeah. I want to get 20, 30 miles yeah, on it. 35 miles to a tank. I mean, even when you got the gas gauge, it's nice, but, you know, even not, which I was surprised with Hayden when he got his V Star. It's the 1300 Touring model. It's an 0708. And Yamaha didn't put a fuel gauge on it, it's got an idiot light. I'm like, really? This is your touring model and you didn't put a fuel gauge? But it's like, all right. Watch your miles. <laughs> yep. yep and well, you don't even, you don't have a fuel gauge, do you? Mm-mm. Yeah, he doesn't have a fuel gauge on the, the hot rod. Yeah, see, that's one of the things. I mean, I, <laughs> one of my first, buy, well, my old Suzuki Boulevard didn't have a fuel gauge, had the idiot light. And, you know, you got to get in the habit of resetting, your, you know, one of the trip meters, which I told Hayden, say, you know. Get in the habit when you fuel up, you know, take whichever one you want, A or B, and always reset that. So, you know, but, you know, it's like when on our trip to Sturgis, he'd only had the bike three, four weeks maybe. And it's like, hey, hey, do you want to go on an epic adventure? Let's ride to Sturgis next, you know, in two weeks. Like, what? And he did. It was freaking amazing. I got to give him credit. He'd been riding on the road for a month when he takes off for, I think we did 3,200 miles in eight days. And he did awesome. awesome. It was so much fun. Yeah, I don't uh, go under a quarter of a tank anymore. I don't like to either because I swear to God, the gas gauge below a quarter tank goes way fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It goes really fast when you're going like 85, 90 too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's like between Washington and Oregon. I was coming back on a trip from Idaho, hitting the headwind so strong I mean, I had my road guide. I mean, I had the throttle pinned, and I couldn't get more than 65 miles an hour. And if I let off the throttle, it was, you swear to God, I was slamming on the brakes. And then you couldn't get that speed back and just cut the fuel mileage down the drain. But mm-hmm. the wind was South just Dakota's severe. Like that, huh? and for us, it's common to get that wind sometime and down that Columbia River Gorge between Washington and Oregon. Oh, Kimberly... No extra fuel storage is allowed on the Hoka. Hey, well, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Who's doing the Hoka? Hey, Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not yet. Anyway. <laughs> I would like to at some point, but even after, you know, my wife following the pages and whatnot and seeing all this, you know, of course, everybody from the guys I talked to, you know, accidents do happen. Unfortunately, it, it seems like somebody passes away every year on it and, you know, Amy is watching my wife. She's like, there's no way you're riding it. Uh, it's not happening. Like, well, you know, not mm-hmm. in two years, but maybe four. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe in two. Who knows? <laughs> it would, it's quite yeah, I mean, the route. It is, and it's quite a personal challenge. I mean, you know, and I love yep. the way, you know, that Craig wrote it. He's like, I just want to, you know, finish it within, 
the time and even to come across and be a finisher on it is absolutely amazing because that is not a ride for mm -hmm. everybody that is a yep. a personal battle with yourself to get through that and my hat's off to everybody that has finished though finished that ride oh absolutely yep i was just gonna say that too i mean it's amazing we watched those because we were there for a couple of days and to watch them come in it's it's pretty awesome to watch on the, the i call it a family network that they all have as finishers is pretty pretty powerful a pretty powerful deal very true to to watch i've and i've seen that through people's posts it is i mean they're like they're a tight group family yep yep, yep. that kind of that really kind of pulled us towards that kind of the long distance riding stuff we we basically left um hot springs and and we talked about it the entire way back to minnesota and just started making plans on you know i i looked and you know i mean different ideas and when she took off on her 1k that was my uh that was my fun time is because i got to rig it for lights and everything else and and uh it, it made a difference oh and talk about that too i mean lights make a huge difference upgrading from the stock to you know aftermarket lights i mean for me you know i know i mean fortunately i got all the custom dynamics and on my bike it is night and day difference in the lighting and lighting is so important on a motorcycles especially you know at nighttime the more you can mm -hmm. see the better I... off you are and i i learned that a lot like when we did the monsters over mountains there's some areas in eastern washington you're going down these highways where there are no road lights so we're on you know you got i think it was 395 there's two lanes go north two lanes going south and we're running basically five wide suicide we're side by side on on the highway and everybody's got their high beams on. So it's like, I mean, you can light it up dish to dish and you can see great. And then it's like, you know, you come to a car, everybody gets over to the one lane and then, you know, you split back and you take up both lanes of travel heading south. And with all the high beams on from five bikes, it's like you can really see well. And there are times even by yourself, having more lighting is huge, especially at nighttime on a bike because you don't have the protection like a car. You want to be able to see all right. you can see and light up everything you can. I don't see well at dark. I, I don't. I have horrible eyes. And that was always my concern. Was She does now. Boy, I do now. And that trip that we took to Iowa, that was our test run with the lights. We wanted to make sure that we either left at dark or came home at dark. And when we came home, we... We were hauling on a test highway. <laughs> yeah, Mexico. A close course highway. Mexico. Yeah, yeah, close course in Mexico. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Oh, this bit. And, you don't have to in Mexico. On a oh, close yeah. And uh, I could see. And he told me, he goes, that is the best that you have ever rode at dark. So, I mean, it, it just really changed because I could see everything. I saw the deer get hit in front of me. You know, <laughs> the car smucked that thing. So, yeah. I think. Well, yeah, because I mean, you got well, you have the fog lights plus the light bar on your on your street glide, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Fog lights plus um, four and a half inch lights on the crash bars, and then the seven inch light bar. So she has her uh, nice. on the street glide. You put the the passing regular Harley passing lamps, and then um, 
Riot kind of summed it up on that when we first met him, talked about the difference that it, the lighting makes to it, those extra seconds that, you know, can make such a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of stuck with me. So we made sure that she can. Yeah, it's like mine. I mean, I had the uh, the ProBeam adaptive headlights on the road glide, plus I had the the custom dynamics fog lights on my crash bars. And even the fog lights, it makes a big difference. The more lights you can have, the better off you can see, the safer mm-hmm. you're going to be. Yep. Yep. Makes I'm super comfortable with them now. I mean, especially because I can see everything I need to. And the deer turn white. <laughs> yeah, they're bright. I mean, it's it, yeah. Like when you do see a deer in the ditch, it like the fur looks white. It washes them out that well. So. Hey, that's good. Just remember when you travel out other ways north, a moose, their eyes will not reflect headlights. Interesting. Huh. Actually, somebody told me that, and it was true. Yeah, they're the only animal in the deer family where their eyes, they do not reflect headlights. Which is crazy. I mean, they're the biggest ones there are. It's like, holy cow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Didn't know that. Have to remember that, for sure. Yeah, if you're traveling through some moose country. Mexico doesn't have moose that we're On a closed circuit. Yeah, you got some coos deer down there, you know, and some pigs. Yeah, watch out for those. The little wild pigs. That the true American. <laughs> so, well, shoot, man. Thank you guys for wanting to come on and hang out. It's been a lot of fun. It's always Absolutely. fun to hear everybody's story and adventures, and, you know, it's keeps me doing this. I, I absolutely enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, Thank thanks you. for having us. Oh, absolutely. It's been fun. So, hey, thanks, everybody, you guys, for tuning in to Milepost 87 next week. We got Milepost 88 with the PDX Dyna Crew. So, uh, until then, guys, ride safe, have fun. Mandy and Chad, hey, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a lot of fun. We will see every you guys on the open road. Have fun. Be safe, guys.